When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of AMA. I'm your host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm going to be answering your questions. If you ever want one of your questions answered, by the way, you can submit it to connect at impacttheory.com. That's connect at impacttheory.com. And if you want to remain anonymous, simply say that, and my boy Chase will take care of you. And the first question is coming to you from Brock Richard, and it goes like this. For the past couple years, I've been struggling to overcome my limiting belief that I'm awkward and that being introverted is a character flaw and will hold me back from achieving the life I dream of. This includes, but is not limited to, making a living writing, speaking, podcasting, etc. So I'm wondering what advice you would have for letting go of these beliefs and seriously improving my communication skill because I often struggle to find my words when speaking, talking to people, and it drives me insane because it reinforces those beliefs. Okay, so here we go. One, the only real thing that is problematic is not knowing what you want. The fact that you know what you want, you are already way far ahead of where most people are. So that's just victory number one. Victory number two is you already have the tool that you need in order to let go of these limiting beliefs, which is recognition that the belief is limiting you. So I find that just having a reason Knowing that I live by a code of beliefs and my code of belief is to only do and believe that which moves me towards my goals, the second of belief, no matter how true it might be, no matter how much I feel that I need to be punished and beaten up for having done something embarrassing or stupid or whatever, I just let it go. And I let it go because it does not serve me and I have decided to live by that code. So anything that violates that code, I don't do. And that is I don't know how to like explain how freeing it is to actually live by a code, to actually say I'm going to be honor bound by this code and it takes care of everything like I get out of bed in 10 minutes or less to things like this where you know what? Some part of my brain is screaming and it wants me to feel bad forever about the fact that I'm not good enough, I'm struggling with my words, whatever the case may be, like the example that you're giving. And I just refuse to do that because it doesn't align with my code. And so all of a sudden, whatever weird voice that is that we all have, that negative voice that's supposedly trying to keep us safe, I can make it shut up because it doesn't match my goals. So hopefully that will work for you, that you're going to obsess over that. You're going to think about what your code is. You're going to write it down. You're going to know what it is. And then you're going to act in accordance with that. You're only going to believe things that are in alignment with that. So when you get there, then you ought to do very, very well. So that is very much my advice for how to get past that. And then if you want to really get good at the thing that you're trying to do, not being able to find your words, all of that, that is about repetition. It's putting in the energy and the effort. Now, here is the only heartbreak that I have for the I want it now generation. So I don't think there's anything with wanting it right now. I want everything right now. But if it stops you from beginning a very long journey, then you have a problem. So you know me, fuck patience. Patience is, is the great destroyer of dreams. Nothing has ever killed more dreams than patience. 
but you have to be willing to face a very long journey. So even if you're going to go hardcore, you're going to go all out, you're thinking about getting things done as quickly as you can, you can't ever be afraid to start a long journey because some things, no matter how hard and fast you're going, they're going to take an extraordinary amount of time. And that's awesome because you're getting better every day. It's not some binary thing where you're going and going and going and going and going for 10 years, not knowing if it's going to work. And then somebody says, oh, by the way, it didn't work. You're getting better and better and better every day, knowing more and more about where you should go, which way you should turn, where to jump, where to crawl. Like All of it becomes more clear with every passing day, but you have to have the balls to begin down that process. And that's where people fall down. They don't have the guts to walk a long journey or or not even guts. They don't have the emotional fortitude. They can't build enough desire into that thing that they supposedly want in order to face an extraordinarily long journey. So that's why I really believe in falling in love with the fundamentals. The fundamentals are fulfillment, getting better at things, doing things in the moment that push you. Like you have to love them at that level, not at the level of success, not at the level of achievement, not at the level of crossing the finish line. You've got to fall in love with them at the level of, I am a human being that is the ultimate adaptation machine and I get to adapt. I get to push myself along this journey where I'm going to get better. And every day I'm going to garner a new skill and that skill is not theoretical, that skill actually lets me do something that is real and tangible and has an effect on this world. So you're going to get up, you're going to go to speaking classes, you're going to go to Toastmasters and you're going to talk all the time, all the time. You want to be speaking seven days a week. When you start doing something like that, if you're putting in three hours a day, seven days a week, all of a sudden I will know you are for real and you're going to start knowing that about yourself and you're going to start really gaining skills. And that's just the thing. Most people want it, but they don't want it that badly. You've got to want it enough to do the things it requires to become extraordinary. That is the reality and love that. Fall in love with that. Fall in love with the fact that you actually can become extraordinary and that it's really fucking hard because once you fall in love with the fact that it is hard, you begin to, as David Goggins would say, take the souls of the lesser mortals who are not willing to put in that energy. And in my darkest of moments, my dearest impactivist, in my darkest of moments, one of the things that helps me is to remember that in this moment, when I'm feeling down, almost everyone else breaks and I don't break. Not because I'm better, because I refuse to stop. It's not because I'm not bloodied and bruised and on the ground and in pain and emotionally suffering but I have that core belief that says you don't stop when you're tired, you don't stop when you're scared, you don't stop when you're broken, you stop when you're done. Next question. Delilah Monian. I'm trying so hard to find my why, my purpose, but every day I get more and more disheartened that it's never going to happen for me. I do everything right. I have good habits. I work out, meditate, pursue different opportunities, listen to podcasts every day, but nothing ever changes. If I don't know what goal I want to reach, how do I know which direction to move in? As I'm sure it's obvious, I'm lost and overwhelmed, but hoping you can guide me to where I need to be. Absolutely. 
and Chase is gonna go back to the beginning of this and we're gonna walk through step by step. All right, I'm trying so hard to find my why, my purpose, but every day I get more and more disheartened that it's never going to happen for me. Okay, so let's address that. First of all, this is a process of falling in love. And the more that you're trying, 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 grabbing, 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 push, 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 and I know you hear me say those words all the time, but the more that you're trying to do that, the less you're gonna be able to hear that little whisper of, this is interesting to me. I like this. This is fun. And that's the voice that you need to hear. So you aren't playing right now. You're trying to, as Kevin Kelly would warn against, you're trying to prematurely optimize. Don't try to get good at anything yet. Just right now, go play. Go see what you like. Go see what you enjoy. Go see what sparks that little voice. And unfortunately, it will start like that. It will start as a little voice. It isn't going to start as something obvious. You're not going to stumble into something and be like, this is it. My entire life has moved me towards this moment, this thing. Nothing ever presents itself like that. It will present itself as a small voice. The only way that you're going to hear that small voice is if you're having fun and you're playing. So relax. You've got a very long life. And so the thing that you need to do with urgency is to play, is to let it go, is to stop thinking about the outcome and just start enjoying this moment right now, right here, to play at that. All right. I do everything right. False. And if you ever, 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 anyone out there, If you ever hear in your head, I've done everything right, why hasn't it worked? An alarm bell needs to immediately go off in your head because if it was right, it would have worked. And here's the thing that you have to understand and know that I give advice all day long. And yet, inside I'm always asking, where am I wrong? What am I doing wrong in this? I don't have the results that I want, so I know I'm wrong somewhere. And for everything that I've done right, building the billion dollar business. I realize now that I am on the absolute doorstep of having built my third million dollar company. And the only thing that I ask with regularity is what am I doing wrong? Because the truth is, if you're getting the results that you want, you're doing the right thing. And if you're getting the results you don't want, you're doing the wrong thing. And if you can constantly look with no judgment, no no suffering, no sense of humiliation or being less than, if you can look for your faults, if you can look for what you're doing wrong and really be open to that, that will change you. Maybe more than anything else, and I really do think the thing that changed my life more than anything was finally realizing that I just wanted to be right all the time. And that once I switched that to wanting to be the learner and being willing to admit when I was wrong and almost hungering to find out how I was wrong because if I'd gotten this far by being that wrong, imagine how much farther I could go if I could just get another thing right, if I could get rid of another blind spot. That's when everything turned around. So whenever I hear somebody say, I'm doing everything right, I know that you're being ego protective and trust me, I have compassion for it, I get it. And the last thing I want you to do is just beat yourself up over it or entrench in and say, Tom doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't even know what I've done. He hasn't seen all the things that I've done. And when you can break from, this is what I've been told to do and I did it and I did it well. This is what I believed would work, I did it and I did it well. And only look at, but it didn't work and is therefore wrong. It doesn't make you wrong, it doesn't make you a bad person, nothing. It just means that particular strategy isn't effective. 
Maybe we all thought it was going to be. Maybe it's everything everyone ever taught you to do and you did it and you did it well and it didn't work. Then things have changed and you've got to be willing to change. But that sentence, I do everything right, is the absolute core of your problem. And when you can with joy, love for yourself and enthusiasm go, wow, this is crazy, man. I, I did so many things that I really thought were going to crush it and it didn't work. And then with all that joy and enthusiasm go, cool, at least I know that didn't work or I've got to do more of it or I've got to tweak it slightly or I need other people or I have a blind spot here, whatever the case may be, but to really figure out what it would take, right? No bullshit. What would it take to XYZ? And when you figure that out and then you try it and then you do another one, oh, either maybe that didn't work, even though you were certain it was going to. But unfortunately, most of the time, the things you were certain were going to work don't and you have to start over. And oh, I forget who said it. Oh, I think it's Churchill, but I could be misquoting. Success is going from failure to failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. I work out, meditate, pursue different opportunities, listen to podcasts every day, but nothing ever changes. Now, this is an amazing gift that you've just given to everybody that's listening, and I want everyone to really think about this. Listening to podcasts, reading books, working out, meditating, none of it is necessarily going to change anything. It may give you some insights, but if you don't let it change you, and by that I mean that you immediately and fundamentally start acting, acting differently, doing, doing different things, then you have not changed. And if you have not changed by way of doing different things, then nothing will ever change. And my greatest fear with this podcast is that it's just spiritual entertainment and that people are moved, they're motivated, they're inspired, but they don't do anything. And I hope that you guys will quietly judge yourselves when you're all by yourself only by the things that you do. And if you do that and you're really looking to make progress and figure out where you're right and what is working, then you'll be able to do something really, really extraordinary because you're steering by results. So when the outside world does not seem to be changing, I promise the thing that isn't changing is you. And passing your eyes over a whole lot of books, your ears over a whole lot of podcasts, all of that, it doesn't make something change. And then also, there's almost certainly a lot that actually is changing in your mind because you're failing and you're learning and those failings are stacking up certainly as pain points. I can hear it in your question. And that pain will one day manifest into either giving up, being bitter, whatever, and it will calcify into something completely destructive. Or hopefully you will have that moment where the pain is too much, you cannot take it anymore, and you will literally surrender and say, eh, I'm not good enough. And once you surrender to, I'm not good enough yet, everything changes. Because then you'll focus on getting good enough, which is a beautiful journey, but it is a journey. It is not about reaching something or getting somewhere. It is about going on that journey. All right. If ah, Chase, sentence by sentence, my friend. If I don't know what goal I want to reach, how do I know what direction to move in? If you don't know your goal, you will never be able to 
move intelligently. I mean, you can sort of scattershot around, but that everything starts with that. As I'm sure is obvious, I am lost and overwhelmed, but hoping you can guide me to where I need to be. Okay. At the end of the day, people can give you advice, they can give you mile markers, they can do all that kind of stuff, but the only thing that really matters is that you go and do the work. And while I'm eternally honored whenever somebody reaches out and says that I did something, I gave them an insight and it allowed them to go do something, don't ever give me the credit for your amazing journey. And that is so important. You guys get to own your failures, but you also get to own your success. And so whatever you do, that's all you. Every insight, every discovery, even if it was you know, written down plainly in a book and you memorize it and you decide to live by it. It's the memory. It's the, first of all, you read the book. Second of all, you memorized it. And third, you went and lived by it. Those are the important things. That's all you. And to let that hunger for knowledge fill you with self-esteem and to know that being a learner is in and of itself something that is so amazing and will serve you so wonderfully over time. That's the kind of thing that you can be proud of in yourself. And it does begin to stack. Like all of those failures that we were talking about stacking before and potentially stacking into just pain can also stack into knowledge and know-how and something that's ultimately going to propel you forward. And you just have to have the grit and determination to get through this period where you're learning and learning and learning, but you're learning from catastrophic failure. But it's such a profound teacher that to let it change you and morph you even though it's painful but to give yourself over to that process instead of being upset that you haven't broken through the surface yet but if you look at bamboo it grows underground for something like five years or some absurd shit like that and then for five years there's nothing that you see above the surface and then within like three weeks it shoots up to like 10 feet high it it those numbers probably aren't exact but they are so close it's absolute madness. Years underground and then weeks to sprout up 10, 20 feet tall. It's absolutely insane. But you first have to build those roots. The roots are the knowledge. The roots is all the pain and suffering that you're going through. But if you learn from it, then you will be able to eventually break the surface. And all of a sudden, it will seem like an overnight success. 12 years in the making. All right. Now we can go to the next question. Thank you. Daniel Breeze. I'm struggling with something at work. I was asked by a partner at my firm if I wanted to take over her practice in the next six to seven years. She does accounting and consulting work for entrepreneurs, tech companies. At the time, I really thought it was a great path and I've been working with her since I realized that my goal is not to take over her practice, but to instead start getting my own clients in the health and wellness space. I want to tell her the truth, but every person in my life is urging me not to and it's really killing me. I don't want to quit my job until my side hustle achieves the same amount of income, what would your advice be? Okay, so I fully understand the situation that you're in. And I think that being honorable and being honest is always the right answer. So let's walk through the multiple scenarios. Uh, Number one, you lie and you build this side thing and you don't tell her what's going on and you keep it on the DL, but you're building this thing. If it were just a job and they hadn't invited you in and asked you like, hey, I want to hand this off to you um, and you had agreed to that, I actually don't mind that. I don't even mind that if people do that within my own company. If they're like trying to make a side thing work and then they're going to leave and I get it and I'm only going to work with them, you know, maybe for 18 months, two years, whatever. Like a lot of people choose that path. It's not an ownership path, but they choose that path and I respect it and I don't have beef with it. On the other side, you're going to know that you're in a different situation. 
and that you did tell her that you wanted something. It was a conversation that you guys had up front. So I think that you do have an obligation to her that the average employee does not have to their employer. And so being honorable and being truthful is going to tell you something about yourself and it's gonna tell you something amazing. And the story will go something like this. Even though I risked putting myself in a bad financial situation, I acted with honor. And every business partner that I'm ever going to deal with is going to know, even if it puts me in a bad situation, I'm going to honor what we have together, this commitment by being truthful, by being upfront, by communicating and telling you where I'm at, where things are going. Now, man, you wanna talk about earning credibility with yourself, you know something about yourself. And you can say with conviction to a potential business partner, look, this is where I'm at, man. The second I thought I was gonna do this with her, I went down the path in all honesty, Um, I did not bamboozle her in any way, shape, or form. It was really what I thought I wanted to do. But as soon as it became not what I wanted to do, I told her. And I remember my wife and I having a conversation early in our relationship where we said to each other, I will never cheat on you. I may break up with you one day because I decide that I want to be with somebody else. But one thing that you can take to the fucking bank, I will never cheat on you. And there was something in that, knowing that just the code of honor that each of us live by for our own reasons, absolutely forbade, for our own reasons, forbade us to have an affair. Now, when you know like that about yourself, you can never truly know it about somebody else, but when you know that about yourself, that you would never bend to that. It's a really good feeling. So I think no matter what kind of financial stress it ends up putting you under, I think you will get so much self-credibility out of this by going to her and being honest and being upfront and telling the truth. And also, I don't know her, it is entirely possible that she's emotionally unstable. But my gut instinct is if she's gotten where she's gotten in business and you tell her, look, I thought I was gonna wanna do this, I'm not having fun, this is not my future, but I'm going to be incredibly graceful in helping you find somebody else. This is not me diving out today. Um, you know, I, It's not even like I've got another job lined up. I just wanna make sure that you know the truth of where I'm headed, that our futures are no longer aligned like that but I have great respect for you and I wanna be honorable as I exit the company. I wanna help you bring somebody in. You set up a timeline, you work like adults to figure out what that's gonna take to do it in a way that's not stressful on either side, Uh, meaning that you're gonna give her, it's probably gonna be somewhere in the three to six month category where you're gonna help her really find somebody else and that she's not saying, well, what I really need is you know 12 to 18 months, which that's just egregious and it's too much. But you guys will be able to talk through that. But either way, no matter what, you can't control how she reacts but you can absolutely control you and you can be honorable and that follows you everywhere. When you know that you acted dishonorably, that's gonna follow you everywhere even if you're successful in business. If you know that you acted honorably and it becomes stressful for a time, you still have that honor. You still feel good about yourself when you buy yourself and I just can't tell you strongly enough that that at the end of the day is the punchline. You wanna feel good about who you are. Next question. Evan Renfro, you often refer to the ability of the human animal to adapt and the need to seek out stressors as a means to progress. I find this so incredibly valuable and I also feel there's a great deal of benefit to working within your level of proficiency and skill as it helps to move towards mastery. I'm curious, is there a balance between the amount of time you intentionally spend on things that you're not yet proficient versus the things you've mastered? Um, I actually don't think of it like that. It's pretty interesting. So the way that I think about it is I'm always trying to get better. So I'm always trying to take, even if it's something that I think that I have a really high level of mastery at, so let's take interviewing. I think that I am world-class at it. I'll just be really honest. I think I'm one of the best interviewers on the planet. 
That's not humble in the slightest, uh, but it actually is how I think of my skill set. What I'm trying to do when I go into the interview is to take myself to the edge of where I'm good and to start pushing myself and, and say, okay, yes, I could do the same interview that I'd done before, but that's not going to keep me in this position of um, you know, being at the top of my game. I will begin to atrophy, other people will go around me. And so the only way to really stay dominant in the space is to constantly push and test your skills. And I'm so grateful to play in an area that it's cognitive. And so uh, you see a lot athletes, we just all know that they have a shelf life. I mean, when was the last time that you saw uh, a truly world-class athlete in say 55? It's, it's not that it can't happen, but oh my God, it's that it's exceedingly rare. So there the body tends to begin to fail you even when you really, really take it seriously. Uh, in cognitive fields, I think you have a much longer shelf life where you can stay hungry and if you can really keep yourself in a space um, where you can be innovative and challenge yourself, then I think it, it just really goes on and on and on. So that is my advice to you, that it's always, even in things that you're proficient at, you're always looking at where are the areas that I suck in this thing so that you don't just begin to limit your skill set down to the things that you're really good at. Um, if you've ever played a fighting video game, you see people that have one or two moves and they can win with it over and over and over. They can button mash and um, you know, just do that one sidekick or whatever it is uh, and get the victory. But it's never cool uh, even to play like that. It's certainly not cool to watch people play like that. And so I take more of a Brazilian soccer approach, if you will, where to them the victory requires two things. One, that the game was played beautifully and two, that they win. And I think that having that attitude of I always want to be pushing my skill set so that I'm elevating this game, um, regardless of whether you're leaning into something that you have mastery or you're really going after something that is just brand new, uh, should all be goal-oriented and it should be about at all times pushing your skills. All right. Ryo Rizna. Esports, how funny, I was just talking about video games. Esports has been my biggest passion since I was about 10 years old. I played Counter-Strike semi-professionally and at about 14 years old, I was about to become one of the best players in my country. However, our team broke up. I didn't know how to continue and due to huge amount of pressure from my parents and school, I have thought about getting back into professional esports. I know it would take me about two years to get into the professional scene, but I'm also aware that it's extremely high risk because I'm 23 years old, which in esports world could be considered as too old to start. However, I just can't seem to find anything else in my life that would fulfill me. What should I do? So here's the thing, man. Give it a shot. What's the fucking matter? Like if you go after it for a few years, really pour your heart and soul into it. Give everything else up, man. You're just all in. You live in a hovel. All you can do is afford the computer, um, the uh, just enough food to you know sustain yourself and internet connection and it all fails, none of it works. You lose, 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 lose. So what? You'll have learned something. You're telling me that it fulfills you. As long as the pursuit is what fulfills you and it's not going to be that if you lose, lose, lose that you're you know, contemplating suicide, but to be afraid to go after something that you really want, fuck it, man. There are people that have gone after gold medals in their 40s and you think, damn, just have the guts to pursue something when everybody else is telling you that you're over the hill is already awesome. But then if you love playing the game, you can't go wrong because even if you lose, you at least took it seriously, man. You went into it. You went after it. Like you really pushed yourself to see just how much you were capable of. I don't see any conceivable way in which that is a bad idea. And let me tell you right now, if people can't get on board with you doing something that you love and trying everything in your power to become one of the greatest of all times, fuck them. That's just 
the truth. Get after it. Do shit that lights you on fire. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me for this one. I don't know why, but I really had fun with this one, man. I was feeling it today. I hope that came across. And I'm going to be in New York City at the New York City Comic Con this week. So you guys are going to be hearing this if you listen to it the moment that it drops. You're going to be hearing this on a Wednesday. I'm going to be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So October 4, 5, 6, and 7. Come say what's up. Get a free copy of Neon Future, which was made in conjunction with world-famous DJ Steve Aoki. I'm really proud of this damn thing. I think it is awesome. I think it's a little teaser into how we're going to use traditional stories that you can love just at the story level to really get in Matrix Stilo and fuck with people's mindset and get them to think in a whole new way, but be entertained the whole time. It's not preachy. It's just a dope story. Come check it out. Let's say what's up. Let's hang out. I want you guys to see the future of this company. I think we're going to do something that's going to change the game. So join me for that. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.